his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Well, good evening and welcome to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Very happy to have you with us tonight on this soggy Sunday evening. Here at your local liberal resistance headquarters where we proudly champion the core principles that drive liberals crazy. Something I've had the pleasure to do for five years now and hopefully five more. (laughs) Driving them nuts. Oh, so much fun. You know, those things like, oh, I don't know, limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, traditional values, (laughs) whatever, whatever acts like fingernails on a chalkboard to liberals. We're thrilled to have you with us this evening. If you'd like to call in, our studio lines are open. You can reach me at 316-869-1330 by email at john at knssradio.com, on Facebook and True Social at The John Whitmer Show, and on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Reach out. Would love to hear from you. We've got a great show Planned for you tonight, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, otherwise known as the most dangerous woman in Washington, will join us to give us her unfiltered view on the most important issues facing our nation. One of the most celebrated lawyers in the world, Alan Dershowitz, we've been wanting to sit down, have a conversation with him for a couple of weeks now. Finally, we've been able to set that up. He will be with us to talk about the Trump indictments, the rise of anti-Semitism, and the war in Israel. Congressman Ron Estes will sit down with us here in studio. He'll be with us here in just a few minutes to bring us a live update from Washington, D.C. And since tonight, we mark the five-year anniversary of the John Whitmer Show. We'll be taking calls from a number of special guests throughout the evening, and of course, we'll be taking your calls at 316-869-1330. We've actually got a guest here in the the studio with us, one of our longtime listeners who we invited to come sit in and watch the show. I mean, we're just going to have fun all throughout the night. We're making lots of time for callers this evening, so feel free to call at any point. We'll try and throw you on the air, because tonight is more about you and giving a giving you guys an opportunity to call in and giving me an opportunity to thank you for spending five years with me. I will tell you, however, the only person who won't be calling in tonight is Brandon Whipple. My sources tell me that he's recovering from his 10,000-vote butt-whooping in Korea. Uh, Apparently, 
that was where he chose to go to recover from his electoral smackdown. He needed to lick his wounds by visiting his fellow communists. So Brandon Whipple, unfortunately, will not be joining us this evening. He is in Korea. I don't know if he's in North Korea or South Korea, but judging from his political inclinations, my guess is he's gone north. That would just be my guess. But we will have a bunch of other callers with us tonight, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, So thank you again for for tuning in. I think we're going to have some fun this evening. The one thing I do want to take a moment and talk to you a little bit about tonight as we as we start off the show and and as we gather together four days from Thanksgiving and on the five year anniversary of our show, I, I want to take a brief moment to reflect on the importance of gratitude. Last Sunday, my wife and I attended New Spring Church and, and the pastor spoke about among other things, gratitude and being grateful. And, you know, as we approach Thanksgiving, I think it is so important that we recognize the importance of gratitude in our lives. Thanksgiving is not just a day marked on the calendar, much like the Sabbath is not just a day marked on a calendar, which <laughs> which was the pastoral message today, by the way. But it's a time-honored tradition that reminds us to pause, to be thankful, and appreciate the blessings we have. And, you know, Ronald Reagan, a a man whose words continue to resonate with many of us, once said, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. And those words are especially fitting as we approach this Thanksgiving Thursday. Reagan, in his Thanksgiving proclamations, eloquently spoke about the enduring values that make America great. And I know there are many of us who look at America today and think that our values are under attack, and rightfully so, because they are under attack. And the American values that make this country great, values that we as conservatives hold dear, though they are under attack, they're still our values, and they are still worth championing and worth respecting and being grateful for. In 1981, Reagan said, we can find meaning and reward by serving some higher purpose than ourselves, a shining purpose, the illumination of a thousand points of light. It's a reminder that our gratitude is not just a personal sentiment, but a call to action to serve our communities, our families, and our nation. My my wife and I have spent the last few days, even today, We were out for a couple of of hours door knocking for Americans for Prosperity. And and I know people may hear that and they may say, why are you out door knocking on a rainy day? There's no election. Yes, but we need to identify voters. And that's why we're doing it is to help identify voters. And if you can't give, which we're not rich, so we can't give, but we can give our time. If you can't give to a political organization, then give, give of your time to your charity or to your church. But give of something, express your gratitude in that way if you can. Or give some time to a homeless shelter or give time to the Lord's diner. But give something that show your gratitude. And as we gather around our tables this Thursday, let's remember the strength and resilience that has defined our great nation. And in 1985, again, President Reagan said, America has much for which to be thankful. 
The unequaled freedom enjoyed by our citizens has provided a harvest of plenty to this nation throughout its history. And these words still ring true today, even though Democrats tend to want to sell that harvest of plenty overseas or to China or to the illegals crossing our borders. Our freedom is a precious gift. It's it's worth giving thanks for every day. But let's not forget that Thanksgiving isn't just about the big overarching principles or the big hefty meal that afterwards we have to loosen our belt and unbuckle the top button. It's also about the small everyday things that often go unnoticed. In 86, Reagan noticed, in this season of Thanksgiving, we are grateful for both the bounty of our harvest and the strength of our nation. The simple act of putting food on the table is a testament to the strength and prosperity of our great land. And of course, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, let's also take a moment, especially since this holiday comes so close to the last, let's take a moment to express gratitude for the men and women who defend our freedom, both past and present, our servicemen and women who sacrifice so much for the ideals that we hold dear, and their dedication deserves our deepest thanks. As we approach Thanksgiving, let's not lose sight of the timeless values that make America exceptional. Because despite what many in the Democrat Party think, America is still an exceptional country. There's nothing wrong with believing in American exceptionalism. In fact, we should always strive for exceptionalism. We should reflect on the full measure of this day as we enjoy the fellowship that is so much a part of the holiday festivities. It's not just about football and food. It should also be about faith. Searching our hearts, we should ask what we could do as individuals to demonstrate our gratitude to God for all he has done. It's a call to introspection and action to consider what each of us can contribute to the well-being of our nation and our communities. So this Thanksgiving, let's try and carry the spirit of Thanksgiving beyond Thursday. Let's live with gratitude, not just in words, but in our deeds. As Reagan wisely said, we are a nation under God, and I believe God intended for us to be free. It would be fitting and good, I think, of each, if on each Thanksgiving day we could offer prayers of thanks to God for our freedom. I wish Joe Biden could say words like that. May we be ever thankful for the blessings of liberty and the opportunity to make our nation stronger day by day. Personally, I want to thank you, my listeners, for welcoming me into your homes for the last five years. This has been an amazing, humbling experience, and I am so very grateful for this platform and the opportunity that I have to speak with you each Sabbath evening. So thank you for the last five years, and hopefully for the next five years. Thank you as well for sharing this time with me, and hopefully for five more years. We'll take a quick break, and then Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, arguably the most dangerous woman in Washington, will join us to give us her unfiltered view on the most important issues facing our nation. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this.
Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio and make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, famously known as MTG, represents Georgia's 14th Congressional District in northwest Georgia. Since her election in 2020, MTG has led the effort to impeach Joe Biden, ban the genital mutilation of children, secure our southern border, end the war in Ukraine, and push the Republican Party to put the Amer- to put the American people first. MTG is considered by many as one of the most powerful members of Congress because of her massive grassroots support and always putting people over politicians. Her America First credentials are forged in steel, and she's leveraged her power to drive change in the House GOP. In her first book, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene reveals her personal account of the battles she fights in the halls of Congress and beyond. MTG shares the stories of her incredible ascension from small-town business owner to MAGA firebrand. Known for her humor and honesty, MTG offers a never-before-seen glimpse at her decision to give up private sector success for public service. Her unfiltered views on the most important issues facing our nation and the personal sacrifices that come with being the most dangerous woman in Washington. And we are honored to have her with us. Congresswoman, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me on. So, Congresswoman, I want to start with this. By the way, I love your Twitter feed. I follow you on Twitter. I recommend that everybody follow you on Twitter. You're at RepMTG. But I I, I saw you on Twitter, and you were tweeting recently about the southern border and about the hearings that you recently had with Secretary Mike Mayorkas. Yeah. Yeah. You, you pointed out that Americans, rightfully so, by the way, you pointed out that Americans are being murdered every day, and yet Secretary Mayorkas seems either clueless or unconcerned about it. You recently called for his resignation and have said if he doesn't resign, he's going to be impeached. The resolution, however, was killed, referred to committee, basically, by eight Republicans with the help of Democrats. Uh, can we actually impeach him? Is that something that you guys are? We're going to have to wait basically till Joe's gone. Yeah, I tell you what, I I am coming off of a week where I couldn't believe eight Republicans joined the Democrats. Like you said, they killed my articles of impeachment by sending them back to the same committee they have been sitting in for six months. And Americans are so upset and outraged by this. You know, and and that's why I named those Republican names. I I put their names out there um, because I wanted them to hear from people all over the country so that people, uh, so that they can understand what an important issue this is. I just had two of my own constituents were killed uh, by a 17-year-old cartel member smuggling illegal aliens into the country in a terrible car crash. That happened two weeks ago. Um, You know, my question is to my eight Republican colleagues, how many more Americans have to die before we can impeach Secretary Mayorkas? We've got 300 dying daily of fentanyl. 
but many more are dying from other uh, illegal alien crimes, um, and, and it's it's outrageous. And, you know, I faced Secretary Mayorkas just yesterday on the Homeland Committee where I did tell him, you know, you can resign honorably right now because we are going to impeach you very, very soon. Because I think those eight Republican colleagues of, my, of mine learned their lesson this week. And I think that we will be able to move forward with impeachment of Mayorkas, and it's the right thing to do for America. It is. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. I hope that you're able to do that. I know our Congressman Ron Estes voted for that. I, I just it, It's so frustrating when you see this kind of incompetence. Hopefully it's unintentional. I don't know if it is. And yet they get away with it. Um, I, similarly, you recently introduced an amendment that prohibits funding for the promotion, implementation, and enforcement of the CDC recommendation to add the COVID vaccine to the child and adolescent immunization schedule. And again, I saw this. I thought, okay, that's reasonable. We don't want the federal government to be able to force children as young as six months to get a COVID vaccine if parents don't want that. And and I just it's so frustrating when you see the Biden administration so opposed to parental rights. Yeah, well, they're opposed basically to all of our rights. If you well, really look at their <laughs> behavior, right? Um, you know, this is why I wrote my book MTG, and I hope people get a copy at mtgbook.com because I have been slandered uh, and lied about in the media. They call me radical. They call me extreme. Uh, they call even call me dangerous. But yet the, the policy positions I take, uh, the bills that I introduce, the amendments I try to get passed on the House floor, they're all things that most Americans agree with. And, and I think that one this week, uh, trying to stop the CDC from recommending COVID shots for children as young as six months old is only the right thing to do. It's complete common sense because children are not at risk of hospitalization or dying from COVID-19, and we have the statistics that prove it. And, you know, parents will be forced in many states uh, to have to give their have their children receive the COVID-19 vaccine based on the CDC recommendation, especially if they live in Democrat-controlled states or Democrat-controlled county schools. And this is extremely dangerous, and it's the wrong thing to do. Um, and, and it blows my mind when these types of amendments fail because Republicans won't support them. Well, keep in mind what Winston Churchill once said, you have enemies, good. That means you're stood up for something sometime in your life. So you're in good company, trust me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're talking with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, speaking of resolutions, you're the one who introduced the resolution to censure your colleague Rashida Tlaib. I've got to ask you, what's it like serving with radicals like her and Ilhan Omar and, and the rest of the squad? That's got to be so frustrating. I mean, we all have people that we work with that we disagree with. But, lift, you know, serving with someone who is just so openly hostile and who clearly hates the country that she lives in and serves in and is blessed to serve in the powers of government, it, it's got to be so frustrating. Oh, it's, it's, it's infuriating. It, to me, it is infuriating. This is a woman who is uh, anti-Israel. She's anti-American. She's pro-Hamas. She is pro-terrorism. Uh, she, she doesn't believe in anything that we believe in, and she's working against all of us uh, in, in her role as a representative in Congress. 
to destroy our, our very freedoms and, and, and the culture and the beliefs that our country is founded on. I serve with her on the oversight committee, and I can tell you she is nothing but drama. Ugh. She can turn on the tears and, and, and act. Uh, she's an actress just like AOC, who happens also serve on the oversight committee with me. Um, so th- these women are women I'm outraged by. Uh, but you know what? I, I am proudly fighting against them in the United States Congress uh, because I am unapologetically an American woman. Uh, I'm, I'm pro-life, pro-family. I, I truly believe in protecting all of our freedoms. And if we don't stand up against these radical women, uh, we're going to lose our country. And I got to tell you, unfortunately, most of my Republican male colleagues are afraid to stand up against them. And when, when it was time to censure Rashida Tlaib, it was Republican men in my conference that, that I had a hard time convincing them it was the right thing to do because they didn't want to be hard on her because she's a woman. And we don't have time for that anymore in this country. Uh, the problem that we have in Congress, and it, and it happens with Republicans, is Republicans have been too soft for too long. And the Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party of Ronald Reagan. The Democrat Party today is a communist party, and they are destroying our country. And, and so we need to recognize who they are and fight with them on those terms. And that is what I've been doing since I've been in Congress, and I write about it in my book. And I hope people get a copy at mtgbook.com. You, uh, you were not one of the members to vote to oust Speaker McCarthy what did you think of that whole process, that you know, situation? And are you pleased with the new speaker? I know, again, you were not much like Congressman Estes. You were not one of those who voted for the continuing resolution. What, what did you think of that whole process? Well, you know, um, I like Mike Johnson, and, and he's a really nice guy. He's a Christian, and I very much respect him for that because I am too. Um, but, uh, you know, people need to judge people by their actions, and he passed the CR. He literally passed a clean CR that continues Joe Biden's budget. It's the budget that Nancy Pelosi put in place last Congress that I voted against and fought against, and I voted no to continue it. And, um, you know, people need to realize that if red lines are going to be drawn and ousting one speaker, well, you know what? That same group needs to keep the same red lines for the next speaker Otherwise, they're proving to everyone that it was really a personal, personal situation and more about a person than it was about the issues. And, and that's, I think that's what people are going to find out is it, it was a Never Kevin uh, movement that started in January of this year and, and played out, unfortunately, uh, last month. From those of us on the sidelines, it really did seem very personal. And and I think what you just said made sense because if, if it was about the policy, then they'd be doing it right now. So I, That's I, think, right. I think you're right. Um, you're again. You brought up the book. It's the it's MTG. It's available now at mtgbook.com. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh yes, I I have many stories to tell in this book. Uh, I start off telling about what happened on January 6th, my experience. I was, on the, I was in the House chamber when everything happened. I also tell about visiting uh, the January 6th defendants uh, that were spending 23 hours a day in solitary confinement yeah. in the D.C. jail. That was back in, yeah, horrific. It's one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life, and it continues to this day. 
and, and it, it is it is one of the worst things I, I think happening in this country. Um, I tell all about that story. Um, I, I even tell a, a story of personal tra- tragedy that happened in my life um, while I was being completely crucified by the mainstream media every single day. And, and I talk about that, and it was the only thing I cared about at the time. I didn't care about the headlines. I cared about what was happening in my life. Um, I also I also tell about the bill that, to me, is the most important bill that I've introduced, and that's the Protect Children's Innocence Act that would stop the genital mutilation of children uh, that's happening today with the trans agenda. Uh, and I think it's it's one of the worst evils in America. Um, and I and I name Republicans that are blocking my bill, and people will be surprised when they find out who they are. Um, so I tell a lot of stories in there. I even I even talk about uh, a headline people read about me that I never even said uh, Jewish space lasers, which was you know something they slandered me with. And I, I tell that story in my book, and I think people will be fascinated by it. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun to write the book and I can't wait for people to read it. I can't wait to hear what they think. And I hope they get a copy at mtgbook.com. Yep. Well, again, it's available now. It's at mtgbook.com and you, they can follow you. I follow you on Twitter. You're at RepMTG. Congresswoman, thank you again for joining us and, and thank you for fighting for the principles that that conservatives and Republicans hold most true. And we appreciate you for joining us and carry on the fight, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to you today. We'll be taking your calls all throughout the rest of the show. Thank you as well for listening and being loyal to us for the last five years. Coming up after the break, Congressman Ron Estes will sit down with us here in studio and bring us a live update from Washington, D.C. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. His karate lessons might not But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app. 
or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio, you'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow The John Whitmer Show on Facebook and True Social. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. And, of course, give us a call. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. We'd love to hear from you. Our In our studio right now with us is Congressman Ron Estes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, coming home from uh, from Washington to be with us this evening. Also, thank you for the cupcakes. That was very nice of you. Well, it's your fifth year anniversary, and we wanted to congratulate you. And, I appreciate and it. You, you need some cupcakes or something to celebrate I, that. I, I am I, I am down twenty pounds. The last thing I need is cupcakes, but I guarantee you there are people around here that will eat them. So okay. it was very thoughtful of you. Thank you. I, yeah, I'd hate to have to take them myself. <laughs> No, from as I recall from the TV commercial, your M and M's. That's right. Where you're, where you're, right. your sweet yeah. of choice. That's right. That's right. So. And Susan made me put them back during the commercial. So. <laughs> that was a great. That was what. That was a price. That was almost as good as Stephen Johnson's walking in the field with the with the catabulator, which was <laughs> which was another pretty good commercial. <laughs> um, Congressman, again, thank you for for joining us. We always love the opportunity to sit down with you. Uh, I think I can't remember how many times you know as I think about it. You've I've been on you've been on this show so many times, and that's I think one of the things I appreciate about you and Dr. Marshall is how available you make yourselves to your constituents. And so so many I think D.C. elites don't take that time, and I, I really appreciate that about you. Yeah. Well, first first I want to I want to reiterate again, you know how how much success you've had over the last five Thank years. Thank you. you. You talk about things that are important to people in your listening audience. And so that's, that's why it's important. And and me, from my standpoint, I, I think it's so important for us to be able to, to talk about what's relevant. What are the issues that are going on? Because there's so much out there that so much disinformation. I mean, if you look at the mainstream media, you look at so much of the blogs and, and we all know the internet uh, never lies, right? <laughs> yeah, oh no, it's uh, all, everything's right. true, right? Yeah. And Al Gore invented it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so uh, another lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it, that's why it's important to get on there and be able to talk with folks about what's going on and 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 talk about the issues and, and that's that's really the approach. That I well, and speaking about what's going on, I saw on your Twitter feed, by the way, it's at Rep Ron Estes. You uh, had Homeland Security. Uh, you had them before you guys this week, and there was a Homeland Security Department that released a new report that had uh, analysis that said eliminating the annual cost and care to house. Illegal aliens released into the U.S. under Mayorkas's watch, along with the 1.7 million known gotaways, was roughly 451 billion dollars. I mean, how about here's an idea: just send them back. I mean, 451 billion dollars. Well, it's just it's just ridiculous what the Biden administration is doing. I mean, if we go back to what the policies that President Trump had in place and the border security that we had then. And and the whole process, like a random Mexico policy, implementing and, and maintaining Title Forty Two, and, and actually following the law as it was defined. Novel concept. Yeah. And instead, what the Biden administration doing is saying, "Oh, we're not telling you not to come," and and so they just literally opened up the doors. I mean, they think that this invasion is an appropriate thing to happen, and now they're coming back and saying, and even even we're saying a lot, Democrat governors and Democrat mayors are actually saying this is a crisis and we need more money to take care of this. So instead of that, why don't they just fix the problem? Novel concept. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a great point, is is why not at least just follow the law, implement the law. You don't have to do anything new, because I, I get it. He doesn't want to be any le- any less popular than he is. I don't know if that's popular, that that's possible. But at least just follow the law. 
If, right. he, if he doesn't want to break ground and make any any new policy, then just follow existing policy. He won't even do that. That's right. And President President Trump, you know, the policies that were in place then were working, and we know they were working. We saw the numbers. Instead of seeing, uh, you know, two and two hundred fifty thousand uh, uh, people coming across the border every every month, and you know the the number of people that come over here are approaching the equivalent of two states of Kansas in the country that have crossed over illegally. Mm. And, and so they're trying to, they're trying to mask that. Uh, and, but it's a, it's a problem and yeah. they need to be doing their job. Let me ask you, I, I'm sure you heard what your colleague Marjorie Taylor Greene said about the recent continuing resolution vote. By the way, you voted no. Thank you for your no vote. You also um, made no bones about your frustration with it. You heard what MTG said. She was disappointed in the decision to even run another CR. She she implied she all but said that the reason McCarthy was ousted in the first place was because of exactly this kind of policymaking. Do you think Speaker Johnson is in danger of facing a similar effort if this doesn't if it comes up again and we go down this road route again? Do you think we could be facing another ousted speaker? Well, one of the things that we've been advocating for years and actually we're headed down this route this year uh, under first Speaker McCarthy and now Speaker Johnson uh, was actually let's follow regular order. Let's get right. our appropriations bills through the process. Unfortunately, the the normal process for two decades now has been you, you do a continuing resolution, maybe back yourself up against the Christmas deadline, and then you have to sham, shove through some bloated omnibus bill that spends a lot of money. And instead we're saying let's focus on doing the right appropriations bills. That's that's what Speaker Johnson wants to do and, and is going to continue to do that. Uh, the frustrating thing I had about this this continuing resolution was basically we were continuing to spend at the 2023 rates. And just five months ago, majorities in the House and the Senate and the White House agreed to cut spending for fiscal year 2024, which is what we're in right now. And they can't even stick to that agreement uh, in terms of keeping going forward. So that's that's where we, we need to focus on that and, and focus on how do we bend the spending curve because we spent more money in 2023. We borrowed more money than what we spent on all 12 appropriations bills. Ron, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. We have a caller on the line. He, uh, he actually has your old job. Stephen Johnson, our current straight treasurer. Stephen, thank you for calling. I appreciate you calling, my friend. Hey, great to call in. Great to hear the wisdom from our congressman. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? And and the two of you, he sure knows your job. So, he does. And, but you're not allowed to eye his, just so that you know. You'd have to move anyway. But we're quite happy yeah, with no, it. In- well, you would. You wouldn't have to move, Treasure. But don't think about it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. makes it easier for me. Yeah. Uh, I I am I I wouldn't consider a race I couldn't win anyway. So that would uh, be a waste of time. So anyway, well, you, but I appreciate you, Ron's guidance for me and his continued guidance in D.C. Yeah. Well, you've got one of the best jobs because, one, you can I you do. can help encourage people to save for higher education. And also you make sure that uh, people can get their money back through the unclaimed property process. And that I mean, that's just an important part that, uh, you know, our government ought to do something that actually helps people. And that's one of the things that I really liked about the, tra- the state treasurer's role. He must have heard his, he must have had his ears ringing or something, because it's ironic. Before you called, we were talking about you because I mentioned Ron's 
uh, ad where Susan Estes was confiscating his M&Ms. And I said the only the only ad in the last TV cycle that was better than his was yours out in the field with the adding machine and the receipt blowing in the wind. So you must have heard yeah, us. Yeah, it was. Well, thanks for that. But, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, for neither of us, there wasn't much acting involved in those ads. So, <laughs> so anyway, but, uh, yes, and, and my job is easier than when Ron was there. Um, the uh, the assets that we have and interest rates, while I'm not fond of the Biden policy that has us where we are, and I think that's problematic, with the high short-term rates, there's a lot we can do with the money as it flows through, which Ron didn't get to have any of those benefits when he had to manage everything at the states. It does make things a little bit easier if you have some money in the bank and able to pay the bills. Yeah. But uh, but you're you're right. Can, I mean, the bad the bad Biden yeah, policies are driving that inflation rate. That's uh, it means it's good that you at are. least have some cash and some interest. Well, and to, Capers is a lot better off now than it was when I was in the legislature, when you were in the treasurer's office. Boy, it was a heck of a lot worse than it is. It, I mean, Sam Brownback, when he was first became governor, was yep. toxic. Yep. At least now it's well, it's much better off. And Stephen was one of the well, leaders in the legislature that, that yes, helped he was. work with us as, yeah. we, as we went through and did that as well. He was. Steve's been and, on the And there was times. a lot of lifting, but we couldn't have done anything if Governor Brownback had not made getting that just to fiscally responsible one of his top three priorities yep. in his first administration. That was the key. It took leadership from the top, and we just had to figure it out. That's for yep. sure. That's for sure. So, so that was good, one of the good things to figure out. But, uh, uh, Ron, if you would have had five and a quarter percent that you could have invested the pooled money at, what would that have felt like? Well, it would have been, uh, you know, a whole different day. You know, you think about having yeah. a lot of money to be able to, to invest and have, have a way to return that you can actually make some decisions yeah. on. Well, <laughs> given that there's just cash that comes through to have the overnight rate at that high a number, uh, again, not a good policy, but we're sure trying to wring everything out we can. So looks like about $400 million in interest this year as the money goes through the coffers. Careful. Laura Kelly will try and spend that if you're not careful. <laughs> well, it will not repeat, I hope, but uh, it will add to what we're able to work with in the legislature for a year. Stephen, I appreciate you, brother. You, uh, you've always been been uh, great to come on whenever we've asked you. I appreciate you, my friend. Glad to do it. Good to hear you, and thanks for your time on the air. I I appreciate. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Thank you for calling, and uh, you just keep doing what you're doing, brother. You're doing a great job. I will, and Ron, thanks for your work. We've got to figure out how to control that spending at the federal level. Amen. That's the number one priority. Uh, we need two other people that have your vision that can just make that happen for us. Yeah, it is, and and uh, we're going to continue to keep focusing on that. And we were just talking about overspending as you uh, as you were calling in, so uh, it's uh, it's important that we do that. And so I just want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving uh, if I don't see you before the end of the week. Thanks so much, and the same to you and Susan, and John, you as well. Thank you, brother. Thanks for calling. Ron, let me ask yeah. you, I know we're, I'm up on my quarter break, but real quick, you, you told Newsmax this week that the uh, the government had borrowed more money this year than all of the federal government's discretionary spending combined. That is that. I mean, that's, that's just obscene. It, it is absurd to be spending that much money. Uh, more than what's coming in revenue, and and it's well, not that's a, nothing new. But it's, I mean, it's, it's that's just uh, it's not a matter of revenues up; 
So, you know, it's, it's a matter of the spending's up higher and faster than, than revenue has been. So it, it's problematic. We've, we've got to focus on having some fiscal responsibility back in our house. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that, um, with this president and this administration. And unfortunately, with the, you know, the leadership across the hall, that's not going to be easy. But, you know, keep fighting the good fight. If folks want to reach out to you, if they want to connect with you, obviously Twitter is Rep. Ron Estes and your website, estes.house.gov. Appreciate you as always. Please say uh, my best to your lovely wife. And uh, just keep up the good work, my friend. Thank well, you again for coming thank, in. Thank you, John, and uh, happy fifth anniversary. I hope you. you have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We'll take a quick break, and f- phone lines are open. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Well, from breaking news to severe weather updates, KNSS is always here for you. Tell your legislators to keep AM radio in vehicles. Text AM to 52886. I, I should have told Ron Estes while he was sitting right here. <laughs> and tell Congress to keep AM radios in cars. I, I'm sure he already knows. I don't have to worry about that. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. And, of course, give us a call. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. We'd love to hear from you. want to tell you about something. I know a lot of my listeners aren't up in Johnson County, but if you happen to find yourself up there, and we do have a lot of podcast listeners, if you find yourself up in Johnson County, they've got a great, the, uh, the Johnson County youth group up there, Johnson County Young Republicans are having a Christmas gala on December 8th from 6 to 9 at the Lodge at the Ironwoods. I will be there uh, with my, uh, we'll be emceeing the night myself and Pete Mundo will be the hosts of the event. The guests are Dr. Jeff Collier, Chris Croft, the House Minority uh, Majority Leader, and Dennis Truman, the chair of the Johnson County y- YRs. So great night. Have a lot of fun. Coming up after the top of the hour, Alan Dershowitz. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.